Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Hello, everyone. I am Corey Andrew Powell, and I'm joined today by Brian Terrell Clark, who you may recognize from one of his many television appearances, and including the critically acclaimed When They See Us, or you may have seen him on Broadway, starring as George Washington in the phenomenal hit play Hamilton, or in the recent Broadway successful play, Thoughts of a Colored Man. Brian is also a recording artist and public speaker, and he's dedicated an organization he's founded, actually, in helping young people build self-esteem and learn the value of being their most authentic selves. So, Brian, welcome to Motivational Mondays. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. Oh, thank you. No, it's an honor for me, too. I'm going to tell you, for first off, why it's an honor, because, you know, as a fellow performer and a person who was out there, you know, on those streets grinding. And I'm just so happy to talk to somebody who's booking as much work as you are because you stay booked. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. You know, it's a, um, I do think that, um, for those of you out there who are struggling to, you know, want any sort of dream to, to kind of manifest, I think the key to all of it, to be honest, is just to keep going. Just keep going. I was blessed this weekend to shoot a film with uh, a mentor of mine, Billy Porter, and we had some moments between takes to just talk about how everybody's journey is so different. And I think oftentimes when we're pursuing things, we want to get there fast. And uh, the thing I always tell all my friends and a lot of young people is that you don't want it fast. You want it to last. <laughs> you don't want it fast. You want it to last. And I think the thing that I'm learning right now is that the things that we're praying for, the things that we're working for, all those things are coming, y'all. They coming. The question is, who will you be when they get there? And I think that sometimes the time in between we don't realize is developing who we are so that who we are can handle the platforms that we're asking for. So, you know, I've been working on me and now we booking and it's great. I mean, so we all know like the acting profession is very, very competitive or music entertainment in general. So, I mean, for you booking so much work and being a working actor, I mean, how does that feel to be excelling at your craft? You know what I realized? It's so funny that you said that because I just had this conversation with a friend of mine. By the time you reach one mountaintop, you're already kind of, you already have your, your eyes set on the next. And so it never stops. You never quite feel like, Ooh, I've made it. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful. I realized I'm living the dreams that I had maybe 10 years ago. I was just sharing with a friend of mine, uh, in New York about some of my, my new ventures. And he was like, yeah, but do you realize that you're living the life that we talked about 10 years ago in New York? And I was like, wow. So it was a big moment of gratitude um, because you never quite stop the pursuit. I feel like the balance that I'm learning is somewhere between the hunger and the passion 
for the dreams you still have and the gratitude for what you currently have. And the balance is somewhere in the middle. But believe it or not, once you get there, it does not feel like you made it. It feels like, all right, and next. All right, and next. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I'm still hungry. I mean, and I think that's a good idea too to keep in mind because there's always more to learn, more to do, more to accomplish. However, you know, it's okay to also be like, yeah, I kind of, I did that. I'm really grateful, but you know, it's okay to want more. I think people are made to feel guilty for that sometimes. Yeah, I think so. I, and I also think, you know, that um, it's it, there's two sides of that coin, right? We we feel guilty for wanting more and not feeling grateful for what we have. And then at the same time, I think that sometimes in the pursuit, and maybe it's a capitalistic view, maybe it's because we live in America and it and we're kind of taught to always want more money, always want more, you know. The bigger, the better, the next the bigger, the better, the next perfect way to say it. And um, I think sometimes we don't stop for a second and say, well, wait a minute, hold on. I have manifested a lot of the things that I talked about a long time ago that I wrote down a long time ago that I prayed for, that I worked for. And one of the biggest things I think that I've accomplished, not only in terms of, of the different projects that I've worked on, one of the things that we don't talk about enough as artists is the people we get to work with. You know, we're, we're, I don't write novels. I'm not sitting in a room by myself, right? I think there's something beautiful about collaboration. And that is one of the things I'm the most grateful for is that through the years, I've been able to work with some amazing artists that I deeply respect and to stand next to them, to work with them, to learn from them has made me a better artist. So it's been a great journey and we still on the journey. We still on it. Yes, we are. We are indeed. And I know for you, you're currently in a film project with Billy Porter, the fabulous Mr. Billy Porter. So tell me a little bit about that. And I know you guys yeah. were sharing some time and talking, doing some things on set. We were. So he's working on a project called Our Son. And when I read it, I just thought it was really, really beautiful. It's starring Billy Porter and an amazing actor named Luke Evans. They are a divorcing couple who have a child. And the film really takes its time to get inside of, of, of a relationship that's really going through a divorce. It's just that we have not seen it from this lens before. And so I was happy to just jump in for a quick little scene, you know, I, I'm not going to share who I am, but, uh, but, uh, you might, you might see me in there for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. Listen, uh, when I was doing my acting thing, I would love to try and book if I could book a under five or under three or a, uh, under two, I'd be happy for people who don't know. That's like, that's the amount of lines you get in a film. We call them under fives and you're happy to book them. Anything more than that, you're really ecstatic. <laughs> so. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, you know, we, we used to say that thing in the industry of there's no small parts. There's no small roles. I think on some level that is true. We have to understand not only the character that you're playing, but how that person contributes to the story that you're telling. And so, um, I have a pretty significant, pretty significant role coming up in this film. It helps to tell the story of where Billy is going next. And I love being a part of that. That's wonderful. And I also think with your work, and I want to ask you just maybe if it's coincidental or if you are consciously seeking out work this way, there seems to be a lot of social consciousness to the work that you've done. And many actors sometimes are like, well, I just take whatever role I get. But you seem to be a lot much more focused in the body of work that you're accumulating. So is that something that you are conscious of? 
You know, Corey, that's interesting because I think this is one of those weird spiritual moments. I get a little spiritual sometimes, so y'all don't be mad at me, all you academics out there. (laughs) But I do believe there's something to intention and there's something to being clear on your purpose. I always tell young people, I I speak at a lot of colleges, I speak at a lot of universities. And um, through the last five years, one thing that I really try to drive home is that your passion leads to your purpose. And I don't think it's coincidental that I end up working on projects that have a strong social justice voice pieces that that tend to shed light in areas that that need to be illuminated that amplify voices that often don't get heard i think that internally that's what i believe my purpose is however it's not like i go to my agents or my managers and i say hey only get me you know social justice stuff. I've had the blessing of working with Ava DuVernay on three projects. And uh, I told her, I said, why am I always the bad guy? She said, I think it's your eyebrows. <laughs> and I said, well, make me a good guy. Can I be a good guy? And uh, she cast me in Cherish the Day as a therapist. And um, and so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, put it out there, be clear on your intention, be clear on your purpose, and then it will manifest. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that, you know, again, actors are sometimes, especially when they're first starting out, they have a lot less say in what they're taking. They'll just take anything. You know, I mean, I, so I know that that's also the, you know, the, the life of an actor is just to be working. But I think it's a blessing that you're in a place where you do sort of have, you know, the ability to turn down things if they don't feel aligned with you. And I think that's so important in general in life. There's a metaphor there about just moving forward in life with things that you don't feel are aligned with who you are in general. I'm at the place right now in my life, Corey, where if it's not a yes, if it's not a, oh, I'm excited about this, then that usually means it's a no. And I think that as actors, because we fight so long and we have seasons of, of not working that sometimes we, we think we just need to take anything and everything. But the truth is that our biggest superpower as an actor is the ability to say no. No, I don't think this aligns with, with my, my vision of what I want to put out to the world. Cause that's the other thing we have to realize as artists, we're really, really important to the fabric of society. We're important to culture. As Nina Simone said, we're like a mirror. We reflect culture back to itself. And I think that we have to be careful about what we're pouring into people's ears, what we're pouring into people's, you know, vision. What is it that we want society to be? And how do we um, reinforce that through the stories that we tell? And so I, I'd love to, to think that somewhere deep down, I was super clear with the universe and that's why these projects came. But I have to be honest, in the beginning, you know, you do kind of take what you can get. I do also think that you end up getting the things that reflect what you are because that's the things you shine the most in. So that also makes sense. I'm booking those roles because those auditions are probably my best auditions. Right, right. And that comes down to your technical skill. Yes, yes. And that's the other thing that I would tell anybody too. You know, I think we are in such a microwave society where we want everything fast. And, you know, I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again on this podcast. You don't want it fast. You want it to last and you want to be good at what you do. I'm creating work right now. I'm writing films and TV shows and I'm in the early development stage. I'm, I'm learning what it is to develop narrative and story and, and in these different mediums. And I have friends all the time that are like, so when you going to put me on? 
you know, hey, when, when you gonna, when you gonna give me a call so I can meet such and such, or when you gonna give me a call so I can play a role in this, why don't you write me a role for that? And the truth of the matter is, hmm. when the time comes, will you be ready? Will you be ready for that thing that you've been saying you want? Are you really ready? And I realize that sometimes we despise the in-between time. I'm telling you, all the magic happens on the in-between time. I'm shooting a TV show right now in DR. And by the time they say action, they are so concerned with the lighting, the camera angles, the timing, all of those things. They're not really as invested in the actor's process. Mm -hmm. Every now and then you get a director who's an actor's director, but there's so many other elements that are controlling that performance. Once they put music to it, the way it's edited, that performance is not really all dependent on you. So you kind of have to show up and be ready to do your job. And nobody can really tell you how to do that. You've got to have that training and have that history already in the bag. Mm -hmm. They hired you because they want you to show up and three, two, one action. Boom. It's there and cut. <laughs> so, so the time that you have where you're not working, the time that you have while you're waiting, that's the time. That's magical. That's the time to develop. That's the time to become your best self. So when it is time for you to be revealed, what we get to see is your authenticity, your process, your work, your magic. Yeah. Oh, that's great advice because I even relate to that when I began taking an interest in interviewing people and having a podcast. You know, I started out with my own personal podcast. I had, you know, maybe five listeners if I was lucky, <laughs> you know. But I still have something to say. Great training. Girl. Yeah, it really is. Right. I mean, it's like I said, well, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I have something to say. And that is where I honed my ability to have conversations like this. And it led to more numbers. It led to other podcast guest hosting. And it led to what I'm doing now where there's a, a, a huge audience. And I've had the likes of you and uh, people like Stedman Graham and Olympic athletes and all kinds of wonderful people on the show. But it was because I, I did the work. That is the point, right? We have to put in the work. And if there's going to be fame and success or whatever else later, you'll get that. That's just a byproduct of it. Yeah. Right? Completely. I, I think I think the most important thing that you said that really resonates with me so much, Corey, is, is I had something to say. You know, I feel like a lot of people now want to be famous or want to be known. And it's like, for what? <laughs> what do you have to say? What right, do you have right. to contribute? And I think we also have to begin to, you know, the older I get, I'm on the other side of 40 now. And I, and I do feel that the older you get, success and what success means and how you define success begins to change. You know, um, no pun intended, but pun intended, you know, I, you know, when I was younger, Will Smith was the goal to reach for. You know what I mean? But we we don't realize what it takes to be a Will Smith. We don't realize what it means where every action that you make, the things you say, the choices that you make, the ramifications and all of the people it affects. We have to make sure that we're defining success for ourselves from within what's important to you. What do you want to contribute? What do you have to say? So that when you reach those places, you're prepared for the thing you've been asking for. Yeah. And that's what I'm, what I'm learning, you know, is coming to fruition now. I'm like, thank God for the lean seasons. Thank God for the time I only had a sweet potato in the refrigerator. <laughs> thank God for the time I was okay in the hot summer doing, you know, 
Omaha, Nebraska Shakespeare Festival in a wool Shakespeare costume on a summer stage in August. Like, thank God for those times because they fortified my character and they fortified my process. And to be honest, it's interesting. We don't realize that the times we're in now are honing the skills that we'll need in the next season. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, Here's an example. My mother would love this because my mother's a pastor, so she would love this. Everybody knows the story of David and Goliath, right? Everybody knows that story. Now, we know that that young man was running around slinging them rocks with that slingshot forever and forever and forever. And now it's time to battle the giant. And they tried to give him a sword and they tried to give him this armor. And that was actually the issue. They were trying to fight a giant in close combat. That's why they were losing Mm. because they were fighting a giant hand-to-hand close combat. David didn't have to get a new skill to defeat Goliath. He had to go back to the thing that was authentic to him. And so what's being built right now in these in-between seasons is our authenticity. What's being built right now is our process. What's being built right now is our character. So that when it's time to face a Goliath, you will defeat that Goliath because you're fortified in this in-between season. So I I think right now, you know, with that, Everything going on in the world, from monkeypox to COVID, things shutting down. Don't be afraid to get a little quiet. Don't be afraid to get a little still. Don't get be afraid to spend some time with yourself because your time is coming. That desire in, in whoever's listening that's like, I know I'm supposed to contribute something. I know I have a voice. I know I have something to say. I know I'm supposed to be a part of moving culture forward. You're right about those feelings. You're right about those things. And if the doors are not opening right now, that does not mean that it's a no. It just means what you're supposed to be doing right now is getting ready. Mm. Get ready for the thing you've been asking for, because when it comes, you do not want to squander it because your character and your authenticity and your process were not honed in the quiet space. Because let me tell you what you don't want. Everybody who want to be famous on TikTok and everybody want to be famous at 19. What you don't want is to be developing in front of the world. Mm. I feel so I have so many friends that are famous and I just want to give them a hug because they're almost not even allowed to be human because you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes. It's a blessing when you can make those mistakes and you can fall short and you cannot be your best and the world isn't watching. It's a different Mm -hmm. kind of pressure when the entire world is watching you. So savor this time. This time is a gift. This time is the the time where you begin to work your magic. So when the door opens and the spotlight shines on you, you know exactly what you're doing and you don't have to do nothing different. Do everything that you learned how to do in the quiet. You know, I love that example too, because we brought up Billy Porter earlier and he's a great example of staying true and authentic, authentic to himself, doing the work, you know, for the past, I guess, 30 years, he's done off Broadway. He's done small things here and there. He's done summer stock. He's done. I mean, he was doing all these things. And of course he had come from doing a a pretty nice stint on Broadway with Miss Saigon and all the stuff he had done, but there were those lulls, you know, he talks about those lulls. And then there was him trying to be a recording artist and being told that he was, um, because he was out or he wasn't going to be convincing as a recording artist. So that was having an issue. But he stayed true to what he knows how to do and who he is. So now he is celebrated for all the exact things that people were trying to change about him because 
he just, it was almost like the world had to, the world had to catch up to him versus the other way around. And it will versus the other way around. And, and that's the other thing that I'll say. I would say that for anybody that's pursuing anything, even if you're pursuing a relationship, whatever it is, don't try to be the thing you think everybody wants because that's not sustainable. You have to be your truest self. I, you know, Billy's a great example of that, but I was just on Instagram today and I saw, I saw Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He was accepting an award and he said that when he first got to Hollywood, Hollywood really wanted to change him. They said, you are way too big. You're going to have to lose some of this muscle, lose some of this weight. You know, leading actors are not as big as you. Also, you're going to have to change your name. We're not going to call you the rock. And he said for a little while, he tried to conform to Hollywood, but he said what he realized was he became even more successful when he said Hollywood is going to have to conform to me. Mm -hmm. And it's those kinds of spirits and personalities that really make a mark in the world. I was doing the same thing for a really long time. I was just trying to be what I thought the industry wanted and needed. And not only will you not be as successful, it's just also not as fun. Yeah. Because I tell my, my agents and my managers now, they ask me, how'd the audition go? And I say, well, if they wanted a me, I booked it. <laughs> if they wanted me, I booked it. So now I'm not trying to yeah, go in and play. I had a great um, acting teacher by the name of Ron Van Lu. He taught at NYU for years. He's he's like the acting Yoda. Um, I believe that he's the most named acting teacher of all the Oscar recipients. But mm-hmm. one thing that Ron Van Lu said to me in, in class one day that I will always hold dear to is that he said, I don't like most of the acting that I see nowadays because I, I'm watching people play their idea of the thing. Mm. As opposed to just being the thing. Right. So, for example, you get called in to play Officer Jones. So you go, OK, hold on. I'm a, I'm a police officer. So let me let me walk like this and talk like this. No, child, we know you're a police officer because the other characters call you officer. <laughs> we know you are officer because you got a badge on and you're dressed like that. So you don't have to put on anything that feels like you're playing an officer. Ironically, though, that's what we do in life. We start dating and we go, well, let me be these things this person wants. Mm. We enter new career paths and we go, let me, especially those of us who are A-type personalities, y'all know who I'm talking right to (laughs) y'all. We will study a thing. (laughs) We will find the patterns. We will find what is successful and we will try to emulate those things. I'm on here to offer a different idea. What if you are already enough? What if the skills that you're learning are supposed to accompany your authenticity? And that is where you're going to shine in innovation. There's no other you on the planet. And what we find is that people kind of blend into the walls and just kind of become beige because no one's bringing anything innovative. No one's bringing anything authentic. And that's because they're silencing their authentic voice. Mm-hmm. They're they're becoming what they the idea of the thing. Same thing Ron Van Lu said. You're playing the idea of the thing as opposed to being your version of the thing. Right. And we need your voice. We yeah. need you. Not only in the industry, but we need you in the earth. That's why I love Corey that you said. You know, I started off with five people, but I knew I had something to say. That's a wonderful thing. I remember being back in uh, L.A. when I first graduated from Yale. And I was walking in a, in a social circle with a guy named Jason Lee. And 
Years later, Jason Lee has become this media voice. He he has a great show called Hollywood Unlocked, I believe is the name mm-hmm. of it. And the thing about it is Jason is just being Jason. Yeah. Jason always had a lot of opinions. Jason was always mouthy. <laughs> and now Jason is getting paid money. Yeah, he's doing really well. To be that. Yeah. He's doing well. So whatever you are, people say you're too much. Oh, you're too much. You better go out there and be too much because somebody is going to pay you to be exactly what you are. Yes, yes. And that's what I see in... In Billy, that's what I see in you, Corey. That's what I see in this speech that I just heard from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We've got to walk in that authenticity because there's something innovative there. Diana Ross wasn't trying to sound like nobody else. Diana Ross was not trying to sound like Stevie. Right. And Marvin Gaye was not trying to sound like The Temptations. Everybody had to find their own unique voice. And when they came together, they were like musical superheroes. Mm -hmm. They were like the Avengers of music. And so that's what we have to do. We have to learn how to... Stop being jealous of one another. Stop trying to pull each other down. If anything, be inspired by how great that other person is and find your own greatness and find your voice and and find your innovation. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the uh, things I learned too is, well, I do a podcast with uh, celebrity gossip guru, Rob Shooter, who is, um, he's just amazing guy. He has a lot of really fun, you know, podcast things he does and he's always on like Good Day New York and he was on Wendy Williams a lot and all these things. Publicist to all the stars. But I learned so much from him. And one thing I learned was um, when you're jealous of someone, you should really examine why you're jealous of them. Because what it might mean is that you want what they have, but do you deserve it is the question he would pose. If that person worked for it and they got there and you want what they have, did you put in the same amount of work to get that thing? So ask yourself that before you're jealous of what someone else has. What did you do to get that yourself? Yeah, that is so good. Do you deserve it? But also, and this is one thing I would offer to everyone too, can you handle it? Because you don't know what that person had to go through in their life to be the person that can handle what they're actually dealing with. It's so funny. I was listening to this message from um, T.D. Jakes this morning, and he said one of the um, most violent things that he could do, one of the worst things that he could do to an enemy right now is give them all of his responsibility without any <laughs> of the journey that it took to get there. Right. Give right. them all 300 and something of his employees, give them all of his businesses. And so the thing is, we say we're jealous of this person. Oh, look, like I, I'm sure I, I've gotten it, you know, Oh, he's working so much. Oh, he don't never stop working. And people can be jealous, but they don't know what comes along with mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. So everything that glitters ain't gold, y'all. Yeah. Everything that glitters ain't gold. You think you want that platform. You think you want those opportunities, but you aren't even fortified in your spirit enough to handle the personalities that exist in this space. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing about, we were talking about the ego metaphor. You think you want to be on the mountaintop. You think you want to soar so that everybody can see you. There are other entities. There are other animals that live in this mountain. And if you are not prepared to navigate the environment, you will do yourself a disservice because you'll cut your you'll cut your thriving and your success short trying to live up to somebody else's expectations and trying to live somebody else's dream. Let people live. Celebrate people when they're on top. Your time is coming. (laughs) You don't realize you're being prepared for your time. Mm. What is yours 
is yours, but also what is yours comes with a responsibility that you have to be able to handle. I love Billy Porter. I love what he's doing right now, but I have no idea what it must be be like on the inside Mm -hmm. to be one of very few in the space that he's existing in. Yeah. I don't know if that, that little inner child, Brian Terrell Clark can handle quite yet that level of ridicule, that level of criticism, because everybody on social media got something to say. Mm. Everybody that you run into has an opinion. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to go through what he's gone through to be who he is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm learning. That's why your success is yours. You think you want it, but look, you you have no idea what comes along with it. And can you handle that? We definitely appreciate you spending some time with us today here and, you know, sharing all your successes and your, your mission for the future with us here on Motivational Mondays. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you for listening to Motivational Mondays presented by the National Society of Leadership and Success and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, and I'll see you again here next week.